AI has supercharged all aspects of my workload. And in this episode, I want to highlight the general ways I've been approaching AI to integrate within my own life. Now, this is not a specific tutorial about each AI and how to use it and things like that, but it's to kind of hopefully shift your mindset into the opportunities that AI allows for. And eventually, as I continue on with all these things, I will put out these various lessons so that way you too can see the specifics of all of that. But right now, it's about that mental shift, okay? So let me just kind of highlight my creative uh, journey uh, and all the things that I use. And when I say creative journey, this applies to like my work, my side projects, and the creative endeavors that I'm doing completely for myself, you know, out of my own pocket at the moment, stuff like that, okay? So uh, let's take resume writing, okay? I use AI to help write resumes uh, and whatnot. Now, most of the stuff that I'm literally utilizing is actually ChatGPT, which is just scratching at the surface of all available AI tools. Um, and certainly I plan to deep dive others, but um, you know, just kind of letting that be known upfront, okay? Now the thing of it, uh, you know, I wanna also make one thing very clear about all of this. When I say resume writing, it's a tool that helps me work at the speed of thought. I don't just have it create a resume and then that's it, okay? The big thing that I think a lot of people skip over when they consider AI is at the end of the day, you have to know the fundamentals. So I know what makes a good resume versus what doesn't, okay? I, I've seen enough and I can look for that. And uh, the other aspects, you know, the stuff that I might have a question on, what I can in fact actually do is utilize AI to give me some perspective you know, and ask it questions. It doesn't have to just be an output. You can actually use it as a thinking tool and a bouncing board for yourself, right? To help spark ideas, which you then take and create, right? So it's not just a fully output sort of scenario. It's, uh, you know, allows you to think. Website development. Now, the thing of it is, modern day website tools, actually a lot of them already integrate AI that perhaps you might not have even known about, okay? So, you know, uh, WordPress, for example, there's various plugins and uh, themes that that utilize AI. For example, Elementor, which is a big, big kind of popular theme right now in the WordPress community, uh, that, that utilizes AI to create and make things very simple for you. You know, I know Squarespace utilizes some form of it. So you might not have even actually be aware that things are running and utilizing AI to, you know, supercharge what you're already doing. But as someone, when it comes to, you know, certain elements of workflows, because I've been doing this for almost 20 years at this point, I can tell when something all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, now now we're like really doing this, and you know this this like th this tool or uh, whatever feature as part of the software all of a sudden 
that's utilizing AI and that's how it's able to do that fast. And that's amazing because back then to do that in a different way would have taken forever. You know, uh, Photoshop and uh, Premiere and stuff like that, they utilize AI. Like the, the more obvious ones is with Photoshop, now the ability to cut out someone from a background or, you know, put them in a different location, things like that with generative backgrounds, that's AI. And it's, you know, certainly the ability to manipulate images is a lot easier for me to do now with the help of those features, right? A bulk of what I do is podcast editing and services such as Descript, uh, while not perfect, which by the way, none of these tools are are perfect and 100% of everything that I need, right? There's still a component that I'm driving and being the, the bulk of the work, but it helps, right? And so we, with Descript, whether it's video editing or audio editing, I can use it as a means to expedite the process, which is very helpful. Uh, I made an episode about my YouTube content creation where you know, I'll draft out these ideas and then kind of throw them into ChatGPT and it'll really refine it for me. So it gives me an idea of what I'm trying to say. And more importantly, when it gets confused, that can be an indication for me of like, okay, this might actually, if it's if this is confused, a lot of other people will find it confusing. And so I got to figure out a way to not have that happen, right? And, and clarify my message and so forth, right? And then overall, I just uh, use it as a research tool. You know, one of the big aspects of AI is it, 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 it's like it, it 10Xs, if not 100Xs, like a search engine. You know, before when you needed information, you go to the library, pick up a book, go through those books and try to find that information. Then search engines came along, notably like, Google, right? Yeah, that became a verb. Like, just Google it, right? That's the Kleenex of search engines, um, even though plenty of others exist. But now, with AI, like, we're just taking it to a whole new level. And so I can, you know, not that I fully, like, with everything, just like online stuff, you know, you can't believe everything that you read, like, just because it's an article that all of a sudden, oh, okay, this is fact. You still have to be wary of it. But I, I and especially for me, the way I'm using, utilizing uh, it as a research tool um, is a little bit cautionary, right? I'm not using it for like statistics and things like that. Um, so just something to be mindful of. But another case point that that also works is uh, this is like, this is where like my mind is completely blown. I can take a picture of an LA parking sign, upload it and ask it, hey, it is Wednesday and uh, it's 2 p.m. Can I park here? And it, it, based on seeing that sign, it can tell me, yes, you can park here for the next hour until 3 p.m., right? And if you've seen LA street signs, that is a godsend because so much time is wasted. Just You need a master's, if not PhD degree in, in being able to understand that stuff. So that's where it's really beneficial. And, and, and I know, I know I'm just scratching the surface of all the things that are available. 
Um, you know, there's a wonderful resource called futurepedia.io, which is basically an encyclopedia of all the various AI tools out there. Um, so I would recommend that. <clears throat> you know, Midjourney is one that I played around with, but like, I'm very excited by the notion of what is possible. You know, the fact that like we go through so many contracts uh, just in our day to day, right? Like a contract with a bank or terms of service with this. And, you know, it, 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 you know, that's something that I'm excited for to just run through through with AI and be like, hey, just tell me what this actually means. And should I be worried about any of this stuff? Right. And even in that scenario, it's like, OK, if I'm, if I'm making a, a deal with somebody, I'm not going to have AI just fix everything. I will then take that to my lawyer and, and be able to speak with them and whatnot. So I, but I can have a much clearer picture and I can save them that time um, to be able to work on larger issues that they're constantly working on. Because, you know, let's be honest, like lawyers, lawyers are pretty busy, right? And they're focused on the, the big ticket item. And so for them to just read like a terms of service, like something like that, you know, isn't necessarily high on their priority list. And so you're waiting around. Whereas if you can come to them with like a specific thing, it expedites the process on both ends. Now, the thing of it is, um, you know, AI in it of itself can have negative connotations for some people. You know, there's a lot of fear associated with it and things like that. And, you know, one of the aspects is I'm always very curious, people with strong opinions, like how much they actually even know about AI. Uh, there's a wonderful book called Genius Makers. As I'm sure there are plenty of other books on AI in general, of essentially how we got here. But I would recommend Genius Makers as a good one to kind of know the history of AI and what's really under the hood. But from a creative standpoint, there's this notion, and I want to really address it head on, where AI takes from other works of art. And certainly there's legal aspects to this that have yet to be even ironed out. But just on a fundamental level, there isn't a work of art that you can show me where I can't point to it being inspired by or taken from something else. The term cliche literally essentially means that it's, ta it's taken from something else. You know, well, we, well, the reason we write cliches is because cliches work. And of course, we try to avoid cliches, but sometimes it's just a trope of a genre and we have to put it in, like, can you imagine a murder mystery where uh, it, 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 it didn't have the murder solved? I mean, maybe that be, might be actually kind of amazing. I don't know, let's try it. But the point being that people are used to it in a certain way, right? And those tropes are built into there because they work and they become cliches for that reason. Or just, just all aspects. Like the fact that we call things in movies like homages. Homage is just a very friendly way to say like, oh, you ripped that off. <laughs> right? And so, you know, embracing AI and these tools doesn't have to be in lieu of sacrificing creativity. It can instead be a way to empower that creativity, which is what I'm finding with myself. And I, as I mentioned, I know I'm barely scratching at that damn surface. 
So, you know, my goal is to hopefully at least get you to consider to open your mind up to the possibilities that AI does have for you. And as I mentioned, I will share more videos and things like that. But, um, you know, on, on Twitter or X as we're calling it nowadays, there's many people that are sharing cool stuff that they're doing, uh, Discord, TikTok, you know, um, there's amazing creators that are already doing it. In fact, a lot of them that I'm following and kind of learning from them. So rather than just like look to me, like this is go, go, you know, spread your wings and check out other people and see what they're doing because there's amazing stuff happening and it can be liberating as opposed to restrictive. Now, of course, use caution and, 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 and stuff like that. But I'm excited by the possibilities of, of what's to come. You know, back in the day when cameras first came out and talking about photo cameras, people didn't consider it an art form because they're like, oh, it just, it just captures something that's already there. That's not, that doesn't have artistic merit. And nowadays we wouldn't question photography as an art form. So it's not to say, as I made mention, that art, the, the AI has to be the thing that creates the art, but it can be a vehicle towards that. And we can utilize these tools no different than we use paintbrushes, than we use cameras, uh, than we use editing software, right? Back in the old day, to cut a film, you literally cut pieces of film. Now it's just a phrase we say, but it's all digital, you know, ones and zeros on a computer hard drive with a, you know, software that's running the whole thing, right? And if, the, and, and if for me, anything that allows me to work at the speed of thought, I'm going to embrace. And guess what? It will be my thought. I will be the one driving it, not it. So, yeah, that's how I'm approaching this and wanted to share. But let me know your thoughts and opinions um, down below. Let me know your experiences, you know, what stuff have you tried, you know, as I said, the obvious ones that I'm aware of is like ChatGPT, Midjourney, Boomi, Descript, um, you know, those ones. But there are literally so many aspects to AI and tools that exist that I'm not, I can't even begin to be aware of. But as a final point, I will say, you know, the th my, my mentality and the reason why I'm not utilizing all the tools out there and trying them out is because I'm very specific with what are my intentions in terms of what I'm trying to create and what are the tools available to me to do it. So it becomes kind of a just-in-time sort of scenario. Like I learn the things when I need to versus just-in-case. Whereas if I all of a sudden deep-dived you know, all this AI stuff, like that's nice and it's beneficial, but I know my priorities at the moment, which I highlight in my vlog and stuff like that. But in short, you know, one big project right now is this animated feature that's very early stages. And so I have to write that. And so to spend time on other stuff wouldn't be conducive to that. Now, as the project progresses and we get into new territories, you know, into production and post-production, then yes, I will be thinking about the tasks needed for those phases of the project and the tools available to me to expedite 
said processes. And I think that's a big component where, you know, the tail is not wagging the dog, so to speak. You're the one dictating the use of all this and how it benefits you and what you're doing versus just willy-nilly laissez-blah. So that's my final point on that. Again, there's plenty of stuff to explore about all of this, but even though it's a little bit of a lengthier episode, it's still in the realm of all of this, quite short. But thank you as always for taking time to tune in, and I hope to see you next time. Thank you.